Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. My name is Dan Hughes, and with me today is Senior Portfolio Manager Scott Weber. Welcome, Scott. Thanks, Dan. Uh, today is the fourth quarter quarterly recap for the Select Strategy. Um, and in the fourth quarter, uh, the Select Portfolio uh, was down 15.35% uh, in compared to the S&P 500, which was down 13.52%. Um, and with that, I will turn the conversation over to Scott for some comments uh, around the portfolio in the quarter. Go ahead, Scott. Thanks, Dan. Um, so I guess first off, uh, uh, empathizing with anybody who's listening to this podcast, uh, good riddance to the fourth quarter. What a, what a, what a pain that was. You know, a, a, a tough October, a reasonably seasonal November, and a tough December. I think if, if you look in the rearview mirror and want to make heads or tails of some of the, the difference in movements there, um, I think the interesting thing to point out, as you and I have talked a lot about in prior podcasts, uh, is the presence of corporate buyback, which uh, in the January slash February drawdown of 2018, uh, obviously it happened when corporations were essentially out of the buyback market. Uh, the same can be said for October. December was different. Um, December was a true degrossing. It was a true de-risking. It was probably uh, motivated by a number of factors, not the least of which is the reduction of liquidity in the global markets. Um, I think as you and, and Chris talked about, and I would agree firmly, that uh, the, the notion of a marginally higher interest rate affects things like uh, hedging treasury positions. Uh, it affects the uh, you know, positive or, you know, I guess the NPV calculation of projects at the margin. And certainly throughout 2018, you saw higher rates affecting the rate-sensitive sectors like autos, homes, et cetera. Um, but, but the real drawdown in December was typified by a reduction in liquidity and a, a little bit of a buyer strike. And so, a little bit, a lot of a buyer strike. Um, so as, as you think through what, what you might mean by that buyer strike, let's just throw some basic um, first principles observations out on the table. Uh, with a reduction in tax rate, uh, any corporation that had a pension liability was incented to top up to the extent possible prior to their taxes being marked in mid-September. And so that buyer was done. Um, you've got uh, you know, quantitative tightening in the United States. You had the reduction of easing at the ECB effective in October which again happens in uh, January for a net zero purchase, at least as planned. Um, and you also, uh, you know, in repatriating a lot of capital through the Tax Cut and Job Act, might have bought, might have been inclined to buy back stock if you're a corporate treasurer through that time period. And, and here again, during reporting season, before you report, you generally speaking cannot do so. Um, but the same effect written, written across the financial investing marketplace uh, for want of <laughs> as ambiguous as that could be. But uh, to the extent that you have leverage in your book and volatility was increasing and you increase the price of capital, um, but at the same time, there's less liquidity available, you're degrossing. Uh, and so I think what you saw was degrossing. Now, when you take the financial market performance and you compare it to economic activity, um, there are plenty of pundits who say, look, the economy's fine, and that's essentially true. Um, while it may be that you know, financial asset retraction can certainly cause a recession, we're certainly not in a recession, certainly not at the moment. 
Some people debate whether or not we might find ourselves in one later this year or next year. But as it stands today in January of, you know, of 2019, we're not yet in recession, but certainly not certainly the economic acceleration that accompanied the investing, the investment decisions, and the repatriation of capital, uh, uh, largely associated with the Tax Cut and Job Act, it's done. Um, and so uh, you pulled a lot of demand forward, and here we are in the lull afterwards. And at the same time, there's a little bit of a lull with respect to fiscal stimulus as well. Um, you go farther down the list of concerns and the notion of, uh, of uh, tariffs um, with China certainly make the list. But I would argue that you know, China's in, in no privileged position vis-a-vis -vis the United States with respect to global liquidity or, or economic activity either. Um, I would point out that in 2018, for the first time in years, you have a current account deficit there. Uh, whereas you hadn't for some period of time. And if you think about what that means in a global scale investing, you are a consumer of external capital uh, in much the same way the United States is. And in as much as there's less aggregate liquidity available, certainly valuations decline. A little volatility means that models uh, reduce the, the, the leverageability of assets. And so, again, you, you experience degrossing. Um, as that pertains to the portfolio, um, you know, we essentially were, were preparing ourselves for, for that sort of environment. We had reduced or, in fact, in certain cases, eliminated positions where we thought that incremental risk um, didn't warrant uh, the position. If you want to dial into the performance of the portfolio for the quarter and also for the year, uh, you can distill it into a single stock. Uh, and so there was, it, you know, unfortunate idiosyncratic risk in the portfolio in that one company, Cosmos, uh, had just a brutal fourth quarter declining, you know, roughly 57%. Um, we, we did not, uh, you know, we did not foresee that, and there are several reasons why we think it had a tough quarter, not the least of which is the sector. Uh, you know, folks who've listened to our podcast in the past know before, know, know that we've said plenty of times before that despite the fact that people might associate Vaughn Nelson with energy investing because of a geographic similarity being located in Houston. You've heard me say I'm not particularly enamored of the E&P space. Well, E&Ps were off, if you want to use the XLE as a, as a guide, uh, they were off about 25% in the quarter. Obviously, Cosmos was off a lot more. Its, uh, its problems were a little more specific to it, not the least of which was a sloppy secondary offering from some of the private equity holders, which we've seen happen in the past. And oftentimes we, uh, we, we get that back, so to speak. And, and we would expect that here as well. Um, this, is, this is a business that we continue to like. Um, the price movement was certainly a concern, but we did not uh, book any losses. And so uh, I think that in the fullness of time, but for the turning of the calendar page, that, that will not be marked. If you, take, if you take Cosmos out of the equation, there's a on a relative basis, a good quarter and a good year. I mean, we had a few other stocks that were down more than the market. We had several that were up and were being very diligent and prudent with, uh, with uh, adding names to the portfolio because we're finding a better shopping opportunity than we have in, in years, frankly. Uh, the, the drawdown that we had uh, through the fourth quarter was, was large. Uh, and this is the first element of volatility we've really, I mean, had a little bit in 15, 16, but this is the first real volatility we've had since uh, 
you know, the global financial crisis. And so as active managers, that should serve to, uh, you know, sort of, I don't want to say level the playing field because it makes it less level, but a less level playing field is, is from a relative standpoint, advantageous to the active manager. And you should look for us to take that larger cash position that we have now and put it into places where we think we can earn a better return than the market uh, at large. And so um, I, I point out that in the history of this strategy, this is the, the first year where we've posted a loss uh, for the year, and that's really very frustrating. Uh, you know, our, our job is to preserve and grow clients' capital. Um, we are not in the business of seeking out permanent loss of capital. To that end, with respect to, to Cosmos, you know, we didn't sell any and, and book permanent losses there. Um, but we will continue to try to find ways to, to make that make that not just relative gains, but also positive uh, absolute gains for our clients who depend on us for their savings. All right, terrific. Well, thank you very much, Scott. We, we certainly appreciate the insight on the quarter. Um, we look forward to having you back on the, on the regular rotation, and uh, we'll most certainly hear from you again at the, uh, at the end of the first quarter, and hopefully it looks a, a, little, bit, uh, a little more green than the, uh, than the fourth we just went through. So thanks again. We'll see you again soon. Amen.